Section 31 of Editorials of the Dial Magazine, Volume 66. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Overman Committee marked the climax of its deliberations with the appearance of Colonel Raymond Robbins. The investigation directed by the State Department as a smokescreen for its blunders in the Russian situation was carefully planned to include only the testimony of those violently opposed to the present regime in Russia, with a final explosion from the Reds to damn it with loud praise. It was expected that in this way the Soviet government would be discredited from both sides, and the natural reaction of the country would be a disgust so deep that the record of the State Department would be drowned in it. The failure of the plan was due largely to the moderation and good sense with which Misters John Reed and Albert Rees Williams and Miss Louise Bryant conducted themselves before the committee. A senatorial investigation is nowadays much like the Indian custom of running the gauntlet. The warriors line up on either side, spitting on their hands and waving their clubs with ferocious gestures, grimaces, and cries, each eager to plant a blow that will echo down the ages in the congressional record. In the case of favored prisoners who are destined to adoption into the tribe, the warriors are directed to strike just before or after the flying figure. In the case of Breshkoskaya, who was supposed to be persona non grata, some over-eager young braves excited, doubtless by the term revolutionist, struck to wound, but were called off. In the cases of the sympathizers with the Soviets, however, no quarter was given, and Miss Bryant in particular was subjected to the peculiar type of courtesy which senators retained for use toward their masters, the people. In spite of this, the testimony of the avowed sympathizers with the Soviets was such as to convict the committee and the State Department of the panic cry of Wolf, Wolf. It was not apparently the intention to call Colonel Robbins, but his own expressed desire to make his long-awaited statement before this official body and the demand of the truth about Russia society forced the hand of the State Department, which professed to be managing the investigation, and resulted in the extension of its hearings. Colonel Robbins effectively disposed of any value the investigation might have as camouflage for the mistakes of the administration in dealing with Russia. Blunders that became atrocities were noted and catalogued in his testimony to become a part of the final indictment. The sending of the most notorious representative of the dark forces of America to greet revolutionary Russia, the selfish sacrifice of the Kerensky government, the cowardly refusal to give an answer to Lenin's offer to break off negotiations at Brest-Litovsk in return for aid, all these stand forth in Colonel Robbins' testimony as monuments to the arrogant stupidity that has characterized our State Department, to whose best traditions the present locum tenens is not unfaithful. Colonel Robbins refused comment on the Sisson documents, which he said, according to the report in the New York Tribune, would inevitably reflect on Mr. Sisson, who is abroad. He expressed disbelief in many of the stories of violence and terror circulated in the campaign of propaganda against the Soviet government, especially the picturesque tale of the violation of the woman's battalion. In reply to questions as to the danger of Bolshevism in America, Colonel Robbins declared that there were two remedies, full publicity as to Russia, 
and full protection of the american workman so that he will say that the land that is worth living in is a land worth living for end of section thirty one